0: Kids, that volunteer of the month's pretty good too. Like that's slightly awkward when you're the assistant pastor, but Miss Rhonda was very adamant who leads our kids ministry over there. Um, Pretty proud of my daughter. So, isn't Mother's Day Mother's Day awesome, guys? To me, I really think, oh, you know what? I wanted to say one thing. Aren't those balloons super cool? Uh, where's Ashley? Uh, there she is. They're amazing, Ashley. Thank you for doing that. So moms are amazing, right? And uh, prepping for this day, I think moms are superheroes. But they're the, the most impressive kind because they're the superheroes that never get the limelight and never get a la- acknowledged, right? Can I get an amen from the moms? They, they won't even say amen now. They're like, that's how it's supposed to be. But they're supposed to be like always on, right? Sick days? Moms are like, what? Well, I don't get a sick day. Some of the moms are thinking about the man flu right now. Always on, always gracious, you're supposed to be patient, you have to be perfect, kids have to be well-behaved, you have to be the example, the shining example of goodness and humanity and godliness, and yet, you get one day a year, come on, it's just not right. And so I think moms are superheroes. I was thinking about that this week, and then it's interesting how God works, because this morning... I was reading out of 1 Corinthians 13, and it's the love chapter, right? And uh, I was riding to church with Ella, and I said, what's the verse that the kids are going to do? Because I didn't know what the verse was. And she said, Ephesians 3.18, how wide and deep and long and high is the love of God. Everybody said, love wins. And... Um, Never fails. And I read that this morning. I was like, that's what makes them superheroes because they are always on. And then I was listening to a song getting ready this morning of worship, and it was that song that says, Somebody might have to help me with the lyric. It's, You don't give your love in part, you don't give your heart in part, in pieces. Thank you. You don't give your heart in pieces. That's what makes them superheroes. They don't hold back, they give everything, right? And the thing is, this is the other part that hit me. If I read that passage and I asked a thousand moms, moms, what do you observe about yourself when I read those verses? I haven't done this study, but I'm pretty sure a thousand moms would tell me where they're missing it. Not where they're getting it right. They'd say, well, I'm patient sometimes, but there was that one time. I'm not quick to anger, but oh my goodness, let me tell you a story. And so I I love pastor's opening and literally pastor, I wrote in my journal this morning, what was my intention for this day was to honor. Because that's what this day is about, to give honor where honor is due. And moms, you are worthy of honor, you are amazing. And today you need to receive it all and not play small at all. So as I have some moms join me up here, can we give a rousing ovation for all the moms in the room, please? Come on. Come on up, ladies. Some superheroes joining me. This one I'm a little partial to. Isn't she beautiful? Now, to be clear, as these ladies have a seat up here, no one up here is up here because they're perfect. We're going to throw that... uh, assumption out really, really fast. Because, like, moms are always on, right? Morning, ladies. How's everybody doing? Good morning. Man, I do not look good up here with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Which one of these does not belong? Oh my God. So, always on, always have to have it together, right? So, Pastor Steph, I want to let you start us out here. When was a, a moment when you felt like you had to do it all, have it all together, <laughs> and perhaps, I mean, maybe you have one of these, I don't know, you, you, you reached, a, almost reached a breaking point, or maybe you just completely broke <laughs> because, like, that superhero thing kind of went away a little bit. So t- tell us about a moment, Pastor Steph. I've never had
2: such a moment.
0: <laughs> Use your imagination.
2: <laughs> never, ever, ever. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness. So lots of those moments. I, I do remember, I, I'm going to, before I start, I want to, I remember one day Katie came into the house. Um, do you, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, I remember. <laughs> and we were in two services at that time. And um, Katie would come early to bring Parker and Pierce to second service. And um, so they didn't have to it's hang yeah. out here all day. Yeah when, they were little. yeah, when they were little, little, and and something we'd gotten a new dog named Izzy. Izzy didn't last long, um, but when she came in, she just said something horrible has happened in this house. <laughs> it stunk <laughs> so bad, <laughs> so bad. It was so bad, and it seems like Sunday mornings—that's when things
3: when fall apart. <laughs>
2: Everything falls apart. Can yeah. Moms, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then we walk into church and we're like, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made. <laughs> well, I, I do remember um, this one time. Pam Hager, you, I don't know if you're in here today, but Pam and I, we were cleaning carpets at my house, the house that we lived in at the time. Um, I didn't choose the carpet color, but the carpet color in the bedrooms was almost white. Oh. And yeah, that's yeah. just a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do that with children. Uh, and so Parker and Pierce, of course, had almost white carpet in their rooms and um, I had cleaned the carpets and It was probably, I don't know, maybe a week later. It was still when you're really sensitive about it, like, you know, like, I just did that, you know? You know, like, when you put all the dishes away, and then you come back, and they're sitting out, or the trash can was empty, and now it's not. But, um, so, I had said, guys, they'd gone and gotten some red slushies, those icy things, which... Those are amazing. He's like, no. Yeah. And so I said, hey, guys, don't bring those upstairs into the bedroom, you know, with the uh, almost white carpet. And so, and they decided that they were going to, I don't know which one it was. Um, I, I never asked. <laughs> and I don't know that either one it would, they protect each other. so. <laughs> like a posse. Uh, so anyway, so I said, Hey guys, don't bring that up. Uh, so they didn't leave it. They were play. It was probably GameCube at that time. You know, it's been that long, maybe we, and so they said, well, I, we, they didn't leave it out in their defense. Um, they put it in the trash can and with icy red, icy in it. And so we have a dog. We had a dog named Daisy at the time because Izzy was long gone. And so Daisy came in and must have thought there was something interesting in that trash can, And so I came in a little bit later and saw red, icy on the almost white carpet. Um, I lost it. So I went into the laundry room and I punched a hole in the wall.
0: You did What?
2: You know, you can take and take and take so much, and there's that moment when your head kind of cocks to the side. Wait a minute. Am I the only one that's had that? No. Okay. Okay. Just See, I, I thought let's just start it off. Let's just be transparent and clear right that, you know, this is life.
0: This is Pastor Steph, the peacemaker. True, yeah, true, yeah. and I'm
2: a peacemaker. But there's a,
0: a breaking point, apparently. So, so, Pastor Steph, don't mess with Pastor Steph, I'm just saying. But Pastor, so If I ever do that.
3: <laughs> run.
2: Run. It's like a Marvel movie, you know?
0: So, two grown boys, one's in college, one just got married this past summer. Um, how have you, like, because the pressure's real, right, Mom? Can I get an amen? The pressure's real? Yes. How have you learned to, to manage the expectations and maybe take care of yourself in the process a little bit?
2: Oh, you're going to go serious quick on me. That's
0: so. <laughs> a good follow-up.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I will say that I, I think um, moms, we, put, we do put a lot of, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, we want our kids to perform. They want them to be a certain way, look a certain way, because, you know, we care about what other people think. And 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 I realized, you know, really, if you would ask me the question, what would I do differently, I would say that I would not put as much expectation on myself um, that I, I feel like society puts on us. Um, I think that I find... Um, sometimes, you know, there's the scripture that says, put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Okay. And moms, I think sometimes we just get so serious about things yeah. and we want, so we, we feel the pressure. And sometimes we put that pressure to perform wow. on our children yeah. wow. and, and, and we won't even talk about living vicariously to, through our children. So let's just not go there. Um, But I think we all at times feel like, you know, we we want the best for our kids, right? Uh, And so I think, though, that pressure of when, you know, we can't put our kids in a box. So when we realize that they don't want to be in the confines of what we think they should do and how they should act and what they should wear, I remember... um, when the boys were little, like, they would not wear jeans. And, and Parker wore Under Armour <laughs> shirts with everything. And, and it, there were no seams, I think. That must have been what it was. Uh, and, and, and athletic pants. And, and, and he just always looked like he wasn't dressed real well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I learned, uh, a wise woman told me one time, pick the battles you need to win and win the ones you pick. Yes. Wow. And, and I just found that there were some things, you know, really, the, the red stain on the carpet, yeah, I mean, it came up. And, and life moves on. And, you know, the, the C on the paper or <clears throat> the F on the paper or the failing class or the phone call from the teacher uh, or, you know, the day that didn't go well. You know, in the big scheme of life, it's just a small, small thing.
0: Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we could stop there. Here, moms, here's why we're doing this. Because we want you to feel seen and valued and honored today and to know that you're not alone. L- look at a woman, ladies, just, this is just a lady. Look at another woman in the room and say, you're not alone. Just tell them right now. And you're going to hear some stories from some of these. And some of you, this is going to be liberating because you're going to hear stories, Pastor Steph punched a wall. <laughs> I mean, Nobody if, posts that on social media, Okay. <laughs> Her it, story is her story, okay? Don't, what
2: happens here stays here, right?
0: You know. So you kind of alluded, you know, Katie and I, we've been doing life with you guys for 20 plus years now. A long now. time. And uh,
2: we've walked through a lot. A little bit. Yeah. Well, and you know, from, from a mom to a mom, I've watched Katie walk through two miscarriages. I mean, of course, you were a part of that. I think the impact's bigger on on the mom, especially. 100%. Um, but watched Katie walk through that with such grace. Wow. And and was it hard? Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, but now I look on the other side, and I know I'm, you can speak to it much more than I, but three amazing children. Ella, who this morning, and it's funny because, you know, Mark said, I don't know. I mean, like, can our daughter be the volunteer of the month? And I'm like, heck yeah. Because <laughs> she's incredible like that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And then Jack, who serves down in B Kids Elementary, he runs sound, he leads worship. I mean, he's all cocky, and he, he plays soccer and football and, and basketball, and he thinks he's all that, and, and he is, but he's amazing. And then there's Hudson, who whose birthday is tomorrow. You're going to be double digits. He's 10 tomorrow.
3: No more babies. And, and Hudson
2: has been the one, I'd say more than anybody, that's shown you, like, you cannot put your children in a box, Right.
3: He definitely walks to his own little drummer beat. He's in his own world, does his own things, but that's what makes our kids, you know, is they're all different, and you learn to adapt with them and love them in different ways.
0: Okay, so Pastor Steph set us up here a little bit. Um, Expectations, managing that, perfection. Do do you have a story, honey, that maybe, I mean, see, which I know how perfect she is. Um, Maybe a story where that teetered a little bit, perhaps.
3: Well, um, Ella was almost three, and Jack was maybe three weeks old. And um, Jack, uh, his first several months of life were very difficult. Um, he had kind of a traumatic birth and broke his collarbone. And then um, the doctors just kept telling us he has colic. Because she
2: ate ribs at our house. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. make he it come He came two fast. weeks early,
3: and then... He was born within like an hour and 45 minutes, no medicine, my water broke. and hour and 45 minutes later, we're holding a baby kind of thing. So, And I was, swore I was not having natural childbirth. Like I'm prepping my veins on the way to the hospital, but th- he came so fast, that's not what happened. Um, but so he's three weeks old, and he, they kept saying he has colic, he has colic. This kid screamed, not cried, screamed 12 hours out of 24 hours to the point where he, he would be hoarse, at the end of the day. So you have this tiny baby who's hoarse from crying. And um, so I've got him and then I've got this other one that I'm still trying to keep alive too. And it was exhausting and and if you've had a fussy baby, they just wear on you. I mean, it it wears you down. But when you have one that cries 12 hours out of the day, I mean, it was was a lot. And so all this is going on and Mark decides to leave town. Maybe not his his greatest moment there. But um, so Mark leaves town and it's at the end of the day, and I I smell something. There seems to be a theme here. Oh my goodness. So I walk around the corner, it follows you. Precious, you know, three almost three-year-old who who was, she was the fruit of our faith. We prayed and prayed and prayed for these children. And that has been A constant refrain the entire time I've been a mother in those dark moments is, I prayed for these children, I prayed for these children, I prayed for these children. And just, you know, these are gifts from God. (laughs) They may not always seem and act like gifts, but they are gifts. So I turn the corner, and Ella has painted the walls in poo. I mean, there's poo everywhere, poo everywhere. And so I've got poo down the hallway... I've got a screaming baby, and I lost it. I lost it. And I to the point where I remember feeling, I want her to feel my rage. I want her to know how incredibly angry I am. And it terrified me. I was so terrified that this was my thought. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it by myself. I need help. And so, actually, I called my mom, who at that time, they lived up in northern Kentucky. So, they were an hour and a half away. Mark was in Atlanta. So, yes, thank God they moved closer. Um, But they came, so my mom was on the way. But um, come to find out, I went to the doctor because I was like, something's not right to discover that it was postpartum depression Um, in It was hard because this was in a time when, you know, mental health was taboo, especially in the church. We didn't talk about these things, especially if pastor's wife, you weren't allowed to be depressed. Um, But my children were more important than my pride. And the fact, yeah, I mean, that was was the thing, and the fact that I needed help, and it was okay to ask for help. Um, Because I think we have this mindset of, you know, especially... You know, Jean, June Cleaver, she did it all. And I know I'm dating myself, but she did. She was that mom who she had it all together. She got it all done. And we, were, we expect for us to be, but that's not real life. Real life doesn't work that way. Um, and I guess one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could pass on to any young mom is, um, or any mom really, at the end of the day, if your kids know that Jesus loves them and that you love them when they're going to bed at night, You are a fantastic mom. There can be dishes in the sink. There can be toys all over the floor, laundry coming out of your ears, poo on the wall. As long as your kids know at the end of the day that Jesus loves them and you love them, then you are winning at the mom thing. Yes.
0: Yes. Good. Good. So good. I, I just have to interject because, you know, the whole mental health and taboo in the church. I had to get past my pride. And thank God that my wife was smarter than me and more humble than me and yeah. didn't really give me a choice. But, like, that was a thing. Like, maybe some of you, like, you're, like, judging me right now. But, gentlemen, I just want to tell you, don't put expectations on your wife that aren't God's expectations. Like, does God heal? Does God restore? Can God heal of depression? And it, Yes, but get the help that you need. And so, we, gentlemen, like, that's sometimes hard for us. And so, listen, listen really, really well, and be willing to learn from your wife, because uh, I've certainly learned a whole, whole lot. So, you know, we were having some conversation about this before, Ms. Gwen, and, and Katie shared that story, and you chimed in because Miss <laughs> Gwen is not a perfect mom either. <laughs> Are you noticing a theme?
4: Uh, yes, I can totally relate to what Katie was saying. Okay, I, at the time, I had three children. and uh, And I had this, the two and this little baby. And this was a baby that cried yeah. constantly no matter what you did, rocking, sitting, jumping, I don't care what you did, he was crying. And so this one day, I had my my niece and then I had my my two other older children. And this one day I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed with this baby crying. They wanted their lunch. So I get him up and I'm in the kitchen. I'm fixing them some lunch. And I had, I had a big family size jar of applesauce (laughs) that I put on the table. I went back in the room because he's crying. I sat on the bed, and it was like the crying got locked yeah. between my ears and wouldn't go anywhere. So he's crying. I'm crying. I'm sitting there saying, baby, why? why what have I done? Why do you hate me so bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. You dislike me this much. And, on. and now, mind you, with my other two, I'm thinking, hey, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> okay, I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a pretty good mom here, okay? I can do this. Right, right. Okay, well, my niece comes in, and she says, and Gwen, can we have some more applesauce? At the time, I said, I don't care if you eat the whole jar. <laughs> and, of course, they <laughs> ate the whole jar. But I remember sitting there, and in a moment, in a moment, I stood up and I had my baby over my head to throw him. And just as quick as that happened, I grabbed him and I said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, forgive me. I love my baby, I love my baby. And now I'm sitting on the bed and I'm crying. Now I'm crying for a different reason, okay? Because what woman would literally think to throw her baby? So I'm not as perfect or I don't have it together as much as I thought I had it together. I didn't have it all together, okay. And in all the now, meanwhile, I had taken him to all c- doctors and everything. They said he had no college. They said he was fine or whatever. And I said, "Well, you need to come home with him, okay?" <laughs> Is this the wife? No, this was Taris. Oh, right. <laughs> and so I sat there on that bed, and and I tell you. You know, if you are out there today, yeah. if Come you are on. in the building, if you're watching online, Come on. amen. I learned something that day because beforehand I had thought, thoughts like, how could a mother do such a thing? Yeah. How could a mother hit her baby yeah. or do this to her baby or do that to her baby? But that day I saw myself, the breaking point, the breaking point of a mother, a loving mother, a caring mother, a devoted mother, and that that breaking point. So we may not have it all together. (laughs) We are not perfect. Amen. But I learned that day, I saw that day as how how a mother could come to that point. Thank God for Jesus, amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> that I didn't go through with it. <laughs> amen. But you know, and I had to reach out, reach out for help. Don't be too proud, don't be too proud to reach out for help. Don't be too proud to let others know that hey, I don't have it all together hey, I can't manage this child. I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this one. Yeah. And it's okay. Right. It's all right. Yeah. Amen?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yes.
3: It's just, I think that's so much like life. Motherhood is like that, but life is too. It's, it's these, you bounce from these highs to these lows, you know, and there's those moments where if you're a mom or, you've looked at your child and you just start tearing up because you can't believe you love this thing so this person yes. so much and they might be doing something you know super quirky or weird or something like that but each of your kids you've looked at them you know and you're just your heart I always say it my it's my heart's going to pop I love them so much you yes. know but then you're bouncing from these extreme highs to these extreme lows of um, where you feel like you're going to break, but it's his grace. It's his grace that gets us through those days. You know, I'm, right now, that same baby that screamed all the time, he's hes almost 13, and Lord have mercy, let me tell you. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he screams what, Pastor, in other ways now. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and you know, Pastor Mark, that baby that screamed and constantly, by three months, he was the best baby that anyone could have. <laughs> wow. You made it. Three months, yes.
0: This too shall pass, yes. right? Yes. Some, like, it can be so overwhelming because you get into a season and you think the season's permanent, yes. but cool. the sea, it's just temporary. It yeah. So if you're in one of, if you're late to any of the stories, this too shall pass, yes. grace of God, trust, yes. ask for help. Yes. Yes. We're getting really practical today. Yes. Um, so Miss Keita, how are you doing down there?
1: I'm good. How are you all doing? So every, all, I mean, moms day, all moms are superheroes,
0: but this is the super mega hero. Because she's a single mom. Yes. And when, come on. Yes. When I go away for a weekend, which I'm more careful about picking when, and I come back, my wife says, I don't know how single moms do it. She's like, I can't do it. And so, Ms. Keita and Gabby, your, your, your adorable daughter, got baptized. Was that two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Parenting yeah. when? So what has God been teaching you in this season that you're in about trusting him as a mom?
1: Well, I've been raising my daughter since 2015 by myself. Well, not just by myself, with the grace of God, with God. Um, And I have to constantly remind myself that because, like these ladies have been talking about, um, a lot of times we think that we have to be so strong. We have to be strong and on all the time. But that is not the case. Like, you have to remember that God is with you. And I know Pastor Mark says that we are all our superheroes, and we are, but God has really been my superhero. And he is the one that I have really had to truly depend on every day. Um, Because um, a few years ago, it's not been long, I would say in 2019, um, I got to a point where I was really in a dark season. Um, And I was battling a lot. And it came to a point in my life where I didn't want to live. And that right there just, I'm like, Miss Gwen, I couldn't believe as a mother that I didn't want to live. Like, how could I be feeling, having these feelings like I didn't want to live? And, you know, I feel like that just thinking about my daughter and just thinking about her is what really pulled me through that dark season in my life. And from then there on, I really had to really understand that I can't do this alone. Like, I have to call and depend on God at all times, but not only him, but I have to reach out to other people. Because as a woman, sometimes we don't like to ask for help. And we have to swallow that pride sometimes, especially as a single mom. There are people out there that can help you. There are women that have more wisdom to you that that will love to help you, and you have to get rooted and grounded, and like Pastor Step always says, you have to do that deep work, and I really decided to start doing that deep work in my life, and really digging down, and and, and just really, you know, taking the time to just focus on those things that I needed to focus on, and and, and really focusing on like self care for myself, and just all those things that I need to focus on to be a, a to be a great mother, uh, to be somebody um, that you know my daughter can look up to. And, you know, not only that, but like Pastor Mark and, and Pastor Dalton always says, we are better together. We truly are better together. And, you know, I opened up and I got into a connect group, which has really been Jessica Hacker. She's my um, connect group leader. I'm shouting her out. Like my whole group. No, they're truly amazing. And we meet every Tuesday. And that group has really just been a, a vital role in my life. And not only that, but I was a part of Miss Gwen's group as, as well. Um, but yes, just you know, building those connections, and not only that, but I'm also in two other groups, so I'm really like in three groups every week. But you know what? Whatever it takes, absolutely, because this has really been just helping me as a mom, and it just really just let me know that it's okay. Like you can depend on other people. You know, sometimes I ask them, hey, hey, can y'all pray for me for this? You know, can y'all pray for me for that? And we pray for for each other, and we lean and depend on each other. You're not here by yourself. You've got people that you can lean on. And I know it's hard. It is hard as a single mom. But you can do it. And you really got to depend depend on God and reach down in there and depend on him. And he will help you. Call on him for anything. He can be your friend in the middle of the night. When you're alone and you feel like that you don't have nobody, you better call on the name of Jesus because he can help you through. It is hard, but he will help you get through it. I'm telling you. And I look back in 2019 when I was down and dark and I didn't want to live. I'm so thankful that God brought me through it. Because it was nobody but him that brought me through it. And I know with that word that I can do anything. And he will always be there for me. And everybody else will be. But if you got to swallow your pride and get the help that you need, it's okay. You're not perfect. We're not perfect people. That's, we are, We're not perfect people. So just... Oh, my gosh. And fire. Fire
0: there. I don't even want to open my mouth after that. Wow. Wow. Everybody say it's real. It's real. The thing I I see moms struggle with the most is that the mom guilt and the mom perfection. And it's just the humbling process of saying, okay, I don't have to have it all figured out. And I can ask for help too. So good. Okay. So we're getting all the perspectives here. So hi, Meg. Hi. (laughs) Married to Travis. Yes. No kids yet, but on the way. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's not true.
5: No, we are not pregnant yet.
0: <laughs> they were like, you can't do that, Mark. I'm like, I'm totally going to do it. Aww.
5: But Shut Mark, up. really quick, I just wanted to go off of what Keita said for just a second. So one of the things that, you know, because we're Travis and I are not pregnant yet, but if we can come alongside the moms in our life and help them, assist them, lift up their arms, do what we can do to take off some of that weight, we feel like that is our mission right now. And I think sowing for your future is powerful. It is. And we put um I mean, we put God, He is on our seed, you know. So when we're, you know, loving the moms in our life and we don't do it perfect. There's so many times that I wish I could help. Or, you know, for instance, my sister, like she has three she has three kids, one that's married, so that's four that she brought over from Haiti. And it's absolutely incredible. It's so incredible. But there's some times where She's just tired. She just needs somebody to love her, somebody to see her, somebody to, to say, you've got this. Like, you are doing way better. Like, I look at you as a hero. You're doing way better than how you see yourself in this moment. And so I think what's, what's beautiful about that is that when I become a mom, I, you know I'm going to be able to look back on these moments and remember what I said to those in my life that I love. Hey, you're doubting yourself right now, but remember when you were cheering this person on. Remember when, you, you know, and, and I think it's beautiful because just like you all have been saying, God did not intend us to do life alone. He intended us to have that circle around us. And, and maybe that circle seems so small, but the beauty of it is, is it only takes a few. You know, that, that tight knit circle that will be here for you on the dark days, be here for you on the days where you're just, you know, ready to do whatever but that's the circle that's going to pray for you that's the circle that's going to be here you know and that's the circle that travis and i want for our kids and so if we can do now you know allow holy spirit to put those people in our lives and love them to the best of our ability and cheer the moms on cheer the dads on so
0: i love it so you mean there's something in a single signalness to pastor's point it's honor right like how can we honor and so, right. Meg and Trav have been serving in our Redefined Student Ministry for... Uh,
5: coming on 11 years. Oh, my.
0: Coming on 11 <laughs> years. So, a lot of yes. those... Some of you have been the recipient Thank of some of what she's saying, but looking mm-hmm. for those people. And so, right. you, you've been around a lot of these women uh-huh. and learned yes. a thing or two. <laughs> um, uh, a lot. <laughs> so, what uh, as a mom, not yet, right, but right. desiring children yes. in the mm-hmm. future, in the future, I said... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not yet. Almost. Don't put a timeline here. <laughs> what, yeah. What's maybe a big lesson that you've learned just, um, I don't know, maybe from one of the ladies up here or just in general?
5: I think one of the big things is to not compartmentalize your life, is to not say I'm a mom and then I'm this and then I'm that, but to live your life out of just who you are. So, you know, when I'm with, you know, the kids, I'm with the kids. But when I'm at work, I'm at work. But it all flows together. It all, it, it's just an intertwined life. And I think it's beautiful because it allows you to show up in a real authentic way. And, you know, I, I am recovering from perfectionism, you know, so I know what it's like to feel like I have to show up this way or that but I think, I think the moms who, who live in humility, um, and I see all of you all do that. I see a lot of our moms out here do that, and I know that that's not an easy thing to do. But when we can show up and just say, I am who I am, God is who he is, and he lives through me, and he gave me these babies, you know, or he gave me this community of people around me. I think there's so much power in transparency. I think there's so much power in just showing up and living authentically. But I think that the point of that is living out of who you are means that you're putting stuff into you, you know? And so I think we all know what it feels like when you reach for something and it's not there, you know? We can't give out of something we don't have. And so when I look at all of you all and I hear that, you know, you're investing into your self-care, that you're investing into, you know, connect groups, you're investing into, you know, people that you trust, people that you love, you're filling your tank up. And I think, you know, pouring your life out for your children, they're able to receive that. So, you know, not just able to to get it for ourselves, you know, but those around us drink from that. And I think that's so incredibly powerful for me. And that's what spoke to me so much out of the moms in my life is just how they also take care of themselves and how they love authentically.
0: So, hey, moms, just up here. How many of you would say that was definitely a work in progress and that earlier on you didn't take as good of care of yourself? Oh <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. wanted to yeah. clarify that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I love, too, like when, when Keita was calling out Jessica, Jessica's single, but she's holding up Keita's arms, yes. and she's wow. the support she's yes. needed. And Meg's talking about how, like, for not just her, but her and her both, like that's a, a focus, right? Okay, Ms. Gwynn, so you're listening to all this. Some younger moms, some moms-to-be, 55 years of being a parent. Wow. (laughs) Yes, please, please. I'm honoring. I'm saying it with honor. What's for you? What's been the biggest lesson as you step back? Wisdom to give to those coming behind you.
4: Okay. Um, it's a very loaded having, question. Yes, <laughs> having gone through, having gone through all of the stages, <laughs> and having grown children, amen. It's it's been um, it's been a tough road. Okay, it wasn't easy, but with God, yes. with God. And I would say, whatever season that you're in, whatever stage, whether you are in the process of training children, whether you're a single mom, whether you are waiting to be a mom, whether your children are grown, the best thing that you can do is to trust God. Yes, Is to trust God and to have faith in God. Because there are those tough times. There are those rough times. Amen? Um, There are those times when there is no one else that you can talk to but God. Amen? No one else that you can talk to. No one else has the answer but God. And I would say to anyone who has grown children, It's rough, (laughs) okay, because now... You mean it doesn't get easier? It doesn't get easier, (laughs) because now you you have multiplication, okay? Now you have the daughter-in-laws, the son-in-laws, you have the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, and so forth. But I think one of the things that I would leave with you is to trust God, and to let go. Know how and when to let go, okay? We can have, as as parents, we can have our opinions, that's all right, but we have to know when, how, if we should even express those opinions. Our children come and they ask avi- advice of us. Amen. Don't feel rejected or ignored or whatever because they don't take your advice. Yeah. They, li- they have to live their own life. They have to make their own choices. Yeah. We talk a lot here at Bethel about making choices. Yeah. Okay? And they have to make their choices. And they might al- may not always be... The choices that we would make for them, but they have to make those choices. We don't always make the right choices,
1: right?
4: You know, as moms, even as dads, we don't always make the right choices, amen. But we make the choices, praying that we are making <laughs> the right choice, and uh, and that we are going and that we are bettering ourselves or bettering our kids. Okay. But put the word, no matter what you do, put the word in your children. Put the word in your children. When your children, young mothers, when your children are leaving out to go to school in the mornings, get your children, gather them. Pray before you leave out in the morning. Okay? Because, see, you are not there in the school. But God is. God is. And this is what I did. We very seldom did we miss a morning of prayer, a morning of getting that word in. And let me just give you one example of putting that word in them. One of my my children had like a a little paper route. He was about 12, maybe 12 years old. And uh, this particular morning, he went out for his paper route, okay, and um, so, later on, he comes back, and he's dramatic. He, co- he comes back, and he's, Mom, Mom, it works. It works, Mom. Mom, I'm telling you, it works. It works. And I'm saying, what works, baby? What works? What is it? And he said, Mom, you won't believe it. He said, Mom, he said, I go to this, this house. He said, I open the gate. He said, I go in and I get ready to throw the newspaper. And he said, and mom, I see this big humongous dog. And he said, and he's come to the edge of the steps. And he said, and mom, I see his teeth. He's growling. He said, mom, I said, well, baby, what did you do? He said, mom, I didn't know what to do. I said, but what? He said, I knew if I ran, that dog had me. He said, so, Mom, I knew I couldn't run. He said, if I stood there, that dog had me. He said, Mom, I didn't know what to do. I said, well, baby, what did you do? He said, Mom, I tell you. Whew. He said, Mom, it works. It works. It works. Now, this time I'm saying, what works? What works? He said, it works, Mom. I'm telling you, it works. He said, Mom, when I can't," he said, I fell down on my knees. He said, and I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, he, and I said, and what happened, baby? He said, and when I, he said, Mommy, when I came, to, when I got up, when I really came back to myself, he said, Mama, guess what? I said, he said, that dog was laying on the porch asleep. <laughs> he said, Mom, it works. It works. The word of God, Jesus, it works. I'm going to tell y'all. That was Dwight. Did you need to ask? <laughs> Who, who's
0: drama? Come on down. We love but, you, Dwight.
4: But that was Dwight. But that was because the word had been placed in him. And he had been around people that he had seen trust God, call up on God, Come on. and put the word in him. So I'm saying today. Put the word in your children. The word of God said, when they, when they are older, they will not yes. depart from it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Can, I, can I jump in there? Yes. You said, so I think uh, a couple things about that. One, obviously, is you, you, you have to, you, you do have to put the word in them. And, and I can say with our B kids, we saw this morning, Every month, they're putting the word in them in our elementary. They have proclamations that families take, and they read it together on their way to school, and they declare the word of God over their lives. But then you said something else. One of the best pieces of advice that I got, um, I would say the, the boys were probably preteenish age, maybe elementary, and, and the advice was to put people around them. And be intentional about the relationships that you have in your life. So your relationships when you're a parent are not just for you, but they're also for your unit. So if that's as a single mom, if that is as as a married couple, uh, the people that you bring into your home and the people that you interact with, they influence your children as well. And one of the things that they said and that I just took in that moment was, there will be times when your children won't want to talk to you about what they're navigating. But if you've put people in their lives that they can go to and you see, and those things kind of naturally happen, you can't force it. I will say that church, I think is a great place to start, which means you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, be here with your kids. I'll just leave that there. Um, I'm speaking to the choir this morning cause y'all are here, but it's important. And if you're here and you begin to develop relationships after church, you go to lunch, you hang out, you, you have each other for, uh, you grill out, you enjoy each other's company. Um, there will be times when your children won't want to talk to you about something, but they may go to another person and that may be one of those people that God has put and planted into your family's life. And you can rest in that whatever conversation that they're having with that woman or that man, that they will say some of the same things that you hope that you would speak into them. So you're creating that opportunity, as you were talking about, that opportunity of multiplication kind of in a different way. Um, But that is so incredibly important. And I'm just going to hit this church soapbox thing one more time just because I can because this is my house. So um, it's very important that you understand in a church family, we are all humans, right, Keita? we mess up. We do stupid things. We say stupid things to each other. We hurt each other's feelings because life is messy because we're human. But as parents, it is our responsibility to live a life in front of our children that of, of integrity and character that when we leave church on Sunday and pastor says something that just ticks us off that we don't have him for lunch at Bob Evans. That when another family in the church does something to offend you, That that is not the moment that you take to talk about that situation. Because when that child then comes to church on Sunday morning and sees that parent, sees that adult, they're going to be impacted by the words of the authority in their life, which is you, the parent. So if something happens, just be the adult in the moment and navigate through it and protect your children from just let's say church mess, but let's just back it up a little bit more. Life mess, school mess, all that stuff. Like don't teach, you work in the school system, Kia. So you see that where parents bring their children into the mess and then the children, they don't, they don't have the ability to know how to handle those emotions because we bring too much heaviness into the situation. So our job as parents is to till the soil. Remember that, that message pastor spoke a couple years ago about, uh, about a heavy soil? That in the lives of our children, we have to till that in the lives of our home and our household. We have to keep the soil light. Have I always done that? Heck no. I said that's one of the things I wish I had done differently. But if we will till that soil and keep it fresh, keep the dirt fresh, then it creates an atmosphere where our children can grow into who God has called them to be. But if we make it so heavy, through relationships, church, school, that stupid teacher, that stupid boss, and why did they do that? We put pressure, pressure, pressure on the soil that our children are growing from, and it will stifle their growth, and they will not become the men and women that God has created them to be. Preach, preach! Okay.
0: I feel like when we're done in a minute, I'm just going to have all the ladies hold their mics like this, and then all of you just drop
2: them. And one more thing you were saying, Miss, see, Miss Gwen, she was like spirit of revelation, just like uncovered. It got me going. The other thing you said, Andy Stanley wrote a book. I haven't read it yet, but just the title alone is enough. When you're talking about adult children, it's called um, There's Times When You Keep Your Mouth Shut, but always- Keep Your Mouth Shut, But Keep the Welcome Mat Open. And with adult children, when you when you when you can't make decisions for them, and don't want to make decisions for them, because that's not our well, responsibility. Come on, really?
0: Do, I mean, come on. Sometimes you do want to make them. Yeah, occasionally, for them. Yeah. but yeah. Get that book and get the book "Boundaries." If you have issues with boundaries with a parent or with adult kids, just get the book. You'll thank us later, um, guys. So much wisdom. So much wisdom. She's like, hey. Can I go go, go back ahead. To
4: something that uh, Sister Stephanie was talking about, and um, and it's uh, if we want to be the best for our children, uh, even uh, our husbands, or if we want to be, you know, the best, then uh, we have to do. And somebody mentioned it up here before, but we have to do that self-care. And we have to take moments, steal some moments, <laughs> yeah. where you take care of just yourself. Yeah. It's so important. So true. And, and uh, also, in, we have to get ourselves around uh, great support people. Yeah. Yeah. We have to, we, because we need to talk. Because we need to vent out sometimes, okay? Um, I'm just going here at Bethel. I mean, in the last, I'm in a season now where I'm taking care of my mother, and it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. And um, I had one stage that I had to go through was I'm used. I'm used to being at being here at the church for everything. And then it got to where I couldn't, I couldn't hardly be here for anything. Right. Uh, I was teaching classes and all, yeah. and I had to give, give it up, yeah. okay? But that's the season or the stage that, that I was in, that I'm in. And I, without my church family, without a pastor such as Pastor Dalton and Pastor Steph, Pastor Mark, Katie, without them, I don't know if I'd have made it. Without my family, I don't. I know I wouldn't have made it. And uh, most of all, of course, God. But you know what? With those groups, okay, that you that you hear us talk about so much—those connect groups, and edge groups, and and uh, the prayer team. Mine's now the only thing that I can continue in right now is the prayer team. And I'm telling you, without them, I don't know. Because there's many, many times that they are calling saying, "Miss Gwen, are you all right? They're calling saying, what can we do? How can we help? They are there. They are there and they are genuine. And uh, we can't be too proud to accept the help Okay, there's because many, many times we, we know that we can't do it by ourselves right. in this stage that I'm in now. I mean, Pastor Mark talked about changing patterns. <laughs> Woo. Patterns have been changed, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it's not always easy. It's not always easy, it's hard yeah. sometimes. But you know what? In this I'm learning. I didn't say I learned, I said I'm learning. I'm learning patience. I'm learning patience. Because I don't know, with a 94 year old mother who can't see, who has dementia, and everything is done in slow motion. (laughs) Everything is slow motion, okay? when she doesn't remember how to swallow, doesn't remember how to even drink water, will say to you, well, I know I have a daughter named Gwen, but you are not her. And you can't take that personally. And maybe you are out there, I and mean, you are going through, maybe you are taking care, doesn't have to be a mother. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a husband. Maybe it's a neighbor that you're helping out with that you but we we learn how to extend ourselves <laughs> and that's only through the grace of God that we learn to extend ourselves we be, we learn how big as the children were saying how wide yes. how deep yes.
5: how wow. long
4: <laughs> the love of the love of God is and you know and that love has been placed in us because he first loved us. We can love others. We, you know, we have, we have a love, okay? God's love is unconditionally, unconditional, and when we realize the God that is in us as a mom, the God that's in us as a wife, A mom that's in, uh, uh, our God that's in us as a neighbor. The love that we have. All we have to do is just let it out. Just let it out. Okay, that's all God is asking. He's not asking for us to be perfect. He's not asking for you to be the strongest person that there is. Because you may not be. We are not perfect. OK, he's not asking that you have it right all the time because you won't have it right all the time. No. You won't. No, You will mess up yeah. and sometimes you will mess up dearly, greatly. Yes. All right. True. But you know what? You have a father that's saying, hey, it's all right. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I no. got you.
0: Amen.
4: I know what you're going through. I know how hard it is, but I got you. You don't have to do it by yourself, Gwen. You don't have to handle it all. But you know what? But you can't do it. You can't do it. You think about words like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You think about words like, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you begin to think about the love that God has for you. Amen? And and then you begin to say, you know, I think I can do this. I, I can do this. I can do this. Whether it's my grown child, whether I'm training children there, whether I'm that single mom, whether I'm waiting to be that mom, or whether I, I, I'm, I'm just a, a here or whatever. But you know what? I think I can do this. I, I, I believe I can manage it. Amen. Because of God Almighty, amen, and because of a people that love God, that surrounds me, amen, which is so important. I have a support. I have a support, and they, and they are there for me. We have to know that you know that you know that you have people there for you, amen, and they are not perfect. They are not perfect. They may not always tell you the right thing. Mm-mm. But they are telling you the best that they know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, well,
3: um, Yeah, I'm going to steal it from you. Um, a, a lot of what with Ms., what Gwen was saying is that support and those people that come around us, a lot of what we've been talking about today are mothers that they are walking in what God has created them to be. But the flip side of that is there's many in the room who may have had a mother who did not do that. She did not put you first. And one, I'm sorry for that, um, but what Pastor said this morning, this is when I was praying this morning, this is that gap fillers, that was the same word God told me. He has put gap fillers in yeah. your life, people who stood in, who supported you, yes. who loved you, yes. who prayed for you, yes. who made sure. Honor those people. You can honor your birth mother in the fact that she gave you life. God had a plan for you. Before your mother was even conceived, God had a plan for you. And your story may not have worked out the way um, a lot of stories worked out or the way you wanted it to work out, but God has not left you. He's been with you every step of the way. Mm. One of the biggest revelations I got in my own life, there's, there's the scripture, he turns our mourning into dancing. Yeah. And when we were walking through infertility and the loss of two babies, I hated that scripture because I could not fathom dancing at the thought of the children that I had lost. I just, that scripture made absolutely no sense to me. But it's when I can share my story with another mom who has battled infertility or lost children and give hope and then I can see her and shed some light into her darkness, and when I can see her take that light and take that hope, and it changes her, her the, the, the light in her eyes, and then I see God work in their life, that is when he turns our morning into dancing. And he will do that same thing for you. If you have had a, a parent that was less than stellar, God can turn that morning into dancing When you fill the gap in someone else's life who may need a parent figure, whether it's your own children, your children's friends, somebody else, you can be that person. You can be what you didn't have. And that's when he's going to turn your mourning into dancing, when you are the light in someone else's darkness.
4: Wow.
0: I feel like Pastor framed it all up in the beginning when he said honor, Um, honor your mother, honor the community around you, trust, put the Word in, love wins, all these things, so many practical, practical things as we're talking about this. And I think I'm just going to ask Pastor Steph to… I want all the moms to stand, Mm -hmm. all the moms in the room who you are stronger than you know, And God has purpose and destiny for you. And I, I just, Pastor Steph, just pray over our moms.
2: Heavenly Father, we just, uh, we come before you, in your presence. Lord, we thank you that the word of God says it's your love that shed abroad in our hearts. Lord, I just pray that the Holy Spirit this morning would just move in this room Move in our hearts that hard soil that just needs tilled up in our hearts right now, God. Just move the wind of the Spirit. Just breathe your your breathe your life into our souls, Father, into our spirits. God, we weren't created to carry a spirit of heaviness. We walk through dark times, yes, Lord. But you died on the cross so that we didn't have to carry that heaviness. You died on the cross for the penalty of all sin. You died on the cross for our healing, for forgiveness, for freedom, Lord. So this morning, I just um, ask that whatever each mom here needs this morning, each woman, maybe that's never had children, and that in itself is its own story, God. Lord, I pray that ever, every person in this room today, you breathe your life, your glory, Lord, the weight of your glory, the weight of your presence, of, of who you are, because everything that we need, it's in you, Lord. You're our anchor in the storm. You're our sun on a sunny day. You're the sun that's there even through the clouds. You're our constant steady, Lord. Or just help us find it. Help us see it today. You don't move. We move, but you don't move, Lord. So bring us back to that place that place of peace that place of stability that place of strength that that place of joy that that place of peace and longevity for everything that you've planned for our lives god we don't take it for granted cuz this truly it, it is the day that you have made we choose to rejoice and be glad in it because you are a great, great God. Now, Lord, just move in this place. Holy Spirit, over the hearts of every woman, every mom in this room, that when we leave today, Father, our, our, our load is lighter and our steps are easier because they're ordered by you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I hope as Pastor Marion comes to join us up here, I hope that every single person in the room is grabbing hold of something. Because you know all that wasn't just for moms. Like, you can just take one piece from any one of these legs and grab hold of your action from this. Some of you moms, are gonna ask, you're going to ask for help today. You're going to go up and you're going to tell somebody, I had that thought, I had that feeling that you talked about, but don't do it alone. Hallelujah. I
6: believe we got some preachers in the house. What do you think? Yeah. Let's stand one more time, give honor to all the moms, and give a big shout out. How about these ladies up here? They shared their heart, they were transparent totally totally amazing I, I could go on for a while I was kind of laughing and crying a little over there myself that, that was emotional but I know it's getting a little late and we want to honor these ladies with some cards and some gifts and this is this comes from uh, I'll, I'll give it to you uh, this comes from the prayer team as well as the church that that's that's giving these beautiful gifts and to my uh, my mom here that's with me miss Gwen we just love you and honor you we want to bless you love you So, Dwight, you got to share what you like it or all. You know that. I knew when you said it was my emotional one. I was like, oh. I was looking at him. He wouldn't even look my way at first because he knew I was looking at him. But that's what I love about him. Amen. Tanisha said, well, I'm praying. <laughs> and then to our, one of our daughters here, she's, she's like a daughter to us and, I can tell you a lot of stories about Meg. She got her parenting by helping us with the boys. When they were little old guys, she was like a nanny almost. She didn't live with us, but she took them And they'd say, she, they'd get in trouble in the car. So what she do, she pull over and start praying. they go, no, Miss Meg, you don't need to pray. We'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> she just pull over and start praying in tongues, man. They'd go, oh, we're okay. We're good. Let's go. So, we just want to give honor to Meg. We love you, girl. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. And Dakita, I, you know, I can only imagine being Gabby's mom. She's my girl. My gosh. We watch her on YouTube. You got to check her out. She is, a, she is amazing and such an honor to baptize her. My mom, you know, she's a single mom most of her life as a parent because my dad died when I was three months old and so on. And, and uh, I just got a glimpse of, you know, what that was like growing up in that, and I, my prayer always goes out for you guys. You're doing a great job, girl. Yes. Love you. Yes. Thank you, Kida. God bless you. And I think some ladies have some presentations here for for the ladies over here. Y'all want to, are y'all saying something? Or am I? Saying? Oh, it's all me? Well, how, how about Miss Katie, man, her journey and... And, you know, uh, Miss Gwen was talking about those people in your life, right, that that you have around you that's going to be influencing your kids and it's going to be influencing you and, and your life and having that circle. And Mark and Katie have been that for us. I mean, Katie used to do it for us before Meg did it. She got it when they were really little guys. God bless her and Stinky and all that. And I think that might have been the first diaper you ever changed was one of the boys, wasn't it, Parker? First, first butt you ever wiped was Pierce's. I gotta go potty in the in a restaurant. Mark's like, what I did? She's like, you gotta take you, huh? Oh, at the pool, then you had to. Tell me. He's like, are you gonna wipe my butt? (laughs) I love it. Now he's got three, so he knows what that's all about. But these guys are just the part of that circle for us. And we love Mark and Katie. And you crushed it, girl. God bless you. Thank you. So the, the prayer team and the ministry want to bless you guys. And then you know this beautiful mom right here, right? You all thought she couldn't punch a wall. Come on. She can do all things, through Christ, strength <laughs> But uh, I, I, we're amazing. You, we got by raising those dog boys without being in jail or anything, aren't we? We we made it, didn't we, baby? But we love them, and I love the first lady. How about it? She did great today. Happy Mom's Day to all of you all, and happy Mom's Day to everyone out there. Amen. Pastor Mark, I think you're going to make an announcement.
0: (laughs) Hallelujah. So, moms, we've got a photo booth out there. Uh, so, everybody, go get pictures with the moms. We also have gifts for all the moms as you exit uh, right by the door. So, make sure you stop by and get your gift. And then, next weekend, everybody say this weekend? This coming is our Arts and Crafts Fair. Uh, happy Mother's Day. And, you said that to me. Where's Kathy? Where is, Kathy already went out, didn't she? Because she knew. It's Miss Kathy's birthday. So go sign up for the Arts and Grass Fair and tell Miss Kathy, happy birthday. I already sang to her this morning, so y'all don't, you all don't even get that. So we love you. Happy Mother's Day. Have a great day. We'll see you soon.